0: Betstamp, the official sponsor of Heads Up Hockey and all things sports related. If you are of betting age in your local area, sign up for Betstamp and start getting the best odds to try and lean in your favor. And please be responsible. Thank you and have a great day. Well, hello everybody. Welcome back to Heads Up Hockey. This is Jersey Joe speaking, and it was a very successful night for the New Jersey Devils playing on TNT once again, playing at the Little Caesars Arena in Detroit. And the Devils came off with a big birthday win for their captain, Nico Hischier. Yes, the Swiss salvation has happened it's really picked up and over the years i've been talking a lot of good about uh nico heesher and his abilities to not only be able to score points but the way he's a leader he's more of a doer he's more of like that hockey version of Derek jeter he goes out he gets the job done and he leads by example what do i mean by that you're not going to see very many rah-rah guys in hockey. It's really hard to find those type of players that can also be very successful. And recently, I was on Locked On Devils with Trey Matthews and talked about the importance of Nico Heischer and Jasper Bratt. And you look at the way he... And Jack Hughes have all been doing their own thing together, cooperatively. It's really been a good conundrum to have. You already have Nico Heijer locked up under an eight-year deal. You already have Jack Hughes locked up under an eight-year deal. Jesper Bratt needs to sign on the dotted line. And what do I mean by this? You have a very good situation you have a lot of your best defensemen locked in for a good amount of time. And I said this before. For those of you who don't know, if you go watch the first and second episodes of Locked on Devils, I'm not trying to try and spoil too much, but I did say on the podcast that at this time, the New Jersey Devils are. Indeed, going to be buyers. Now, I like to also mention, you know, we're pretty much at the halfway point in the season. And last year, at this point, the Devils were not even close to getting the 40 points. And Devils are beyond that. So what does that mean right now? Let me do a fair assessment of what they're at right now. Versus the whole league. So the Devils get the two points tonight. They go from that loser point from the other game versus Carolina versus tough luck. It's going to go from 49 to 51. And you look at the way they play tonight. They made sure Detroit didn't get 41 points. Why does that mean anything? Because you're trying to keep those teams closer to the bottom as they can. And if Detroit got 41, they would jump Buffalo. And Buffalo would go down a spot. Now, you look at Pittsburgh and Buffalo. Buffalo could easily overtake Pittsburgh if Pittsburgh goes on a cold spell. And I wouldn't be surprised because the only thing that they have that's holding them back is their goaltending. And the Devils have goaltending. And someone from the Hockey Riders was proposing a McKenzie Blackwood trade. I tend to think one of the three options that he laid out was the, the third one with the Russian prospect and the other one, the second one, made a bit of sense, but I still am a little skeptical because you already have a Russian prospect in Arseny Gritsyuk that's going to be coming over, and the Devils want to get that guy over here. And I don't want there to be a conflict of interest. But back to the playoff push. So with tonight... The Devils would disincent themselves from the Rangers. Oh, update. Good. Yep. The Devils would be three points ahead of the Rangers. So you're still one of the top three teams in the Metro. And that means Washington needs to keep up pace with the Rangers to try and take the Rangers off the perch. And the Rangers are trying to do their best to take over the devil spot. It's not going to be easy holding on to that lead. But I said time in and time out, regardless of what team you are, you still have to pack on those two-point wins. Why is that? Because it gives you more favorable seeding. And that seeding helps you get better with the other team that you want to go up against. So you look at the way the Devils are set. If the playoffs were to start in the East, you would have Carolina, New Jersey, the Rangers, the Boston Bruins, the Toronto Maple Leafs the Tampa Bay Lightning, and the Washington Capitals, along with the New York Islanders. You see, the Metro is so competitive that I could sound wrong at any given moment. It's just far more unpredictability. Kind of like the West Coast has a lot of unpredictability. Any team can win at any moment. Any team could lose at any moment. But there are a lot of talented, gifted players on the East Coast. And yes, um, on the West Coast, the Western Conference, you have a lot more heavy hockey hockey players that play playoff hockey year-round. So you're going to get the St. Louis's that are like teeter-tottering, trying to get out of the basement, but they still play other teams hard. So there's no easy game. Maybe for a few games like tonight, for the team like the Devils, that was an easy win for them. But nothing really comes easy as a whole. Now, you look at the Western Conference – Like, before the doubles go on a road trip, they do have the Rangers coming up. They really have to make sure that before they play the Rangers, they got to play St. Louis tough. And St. Louis has Jordan Bennington. If Bennington is indeed the starter and Vanacek or Blackwood is in that or Schmeade, The Devils have to make sure that they don't overwork their goalie and just keep a good thing going. And St. Louis has had their fair share of troubles and fair share of success. But St. Louis has been a little inconsistent. And you don't want to, and fans are scoreboard watchers for the most part. And I'll say this I'm doing a little bit of that for you. Because if Arizona takes care of business against the Philadelphia Flyers, you're looking at a good size spacing for the Metropolitan. This is where you start seeing the pretenders versus the contenders. And who knows if Montreal could try and upset the Rangers and keep them a distance from the Devils. That's something. You know, you don't take for granted those teams like the Montreal's because they have fair amount of pieces. They just have some inconsistencies that just keep them like here and the teams like the Rangers are up here. So when they do add, so when teams like Montreal keep adding players to their pool that make them better, more consistent, they get up to here. But still, they have to play a little extra harder versus teams like the Rangers and the Devils because there's more firepower and there's more depth. So, unless something happens with uh, Igor Shesterkin in that, I don't really expect Montreal to come out flying like the Devils did versus Husso, and Husso's solid goalie, but he's not exactly the best, and Detroit's defense is needing some work um, versus a team like the Devils. But Carolina versus Nashville, I expect Carolina to keep adding on two more points. However, Nashville does play some heavy style hockey. They do play some exciting hockey. However, if UC Soros can answer the bell in that, maybe they steal two points from Carolina. Maybe. It's not a definite. So, for those of you who don't know, there's this nice company called BetStamp. They are a all-in-one. They show you all the live odds and prop bets You can choose a player of your liking, no matter if it's hockey, basketball, football, baseball, you name it, it's there. And it's a Canadian company. Also, they're promoting and sponsoring me uh, with my podcast in New Jersey, a growing market in the sports betting industry. So, yes. Uh, Sports betting is legal in New Jersey, and it is a really regulated one in other U.S. jurisdictions. Not all states have them, but other jurisdictions do regulate it well. But please, if you do have any problems, call 1-800-GAMBLER or whatever equivalent you have in your jurisdiction. And please be of age. Very important. So, after that live read, back to the show. And this is back with Jersey Joe. So, I must say, one of my non-favorite teams to watch happens to be the Seattle Kraken. And they definitely have been breaking out the lumber this year. They got some really interesting... Characters, players like Ryan Donato and Maddie Beneers. And yes, I know about Shane Wright, but Shane Wright is playing for Hockey Canada. And yes, I believe Hockey Canada won versus Team USA. So Hockey Canada goes up against the Czechs. So that means Team USA plays in the bronze medal game. So this is going to be USA playing the loser of Czechia's game, which is Sweden. So the Devils have Luke Hughes, who will be competing for bronze right now, and Peter Hauser for the Czechs is going to go go compete for gold. And the Czechs have not been... Uh, some, you know, team that gets pushed over. They actually are very talented. They're very big, they're strong. They can deal with a lot of adversity and some tough players. Eh. Um yeah, anyways, I do want to talk a little bit about Connor Bedard. So, if I had to put him next to some players you would put him by, let's say, Steven Stamkos. Maybe similar skating speed, maybe more agile. Very good shot. Very clean. Hard to beat. His stick handling is far much better than Steven Stamkos ever was. Uh, reminds me a bit of Ilya Kovalchuk really dynamic with a lot more speed at that young age could definitely be the Ilya Kovalchuk of Canada. Because the way he skates smoothly, gets open, he can one-time it, he can dangle around the defense, he can just do whatever he wants. And I think it's a fair comparison. But you don't want to over-expect because sometimes, you know, I've seen the Niall Yakupov moment where guys get overhyped by the media and to the point that, you know, some players just don't have it in their head. And I've talked about it before with Shane Wright. And Shane Wright didn't have that mindset to, you know, go do his job better and go play abroad and get more experience and stuff like that. So with that being said, I'm a big critic when it comes to players not being more mature and keeping focused. It could go for any player on any organization in any country. It's not just Devils related. It's all hockey related. And one of these days, Connor Bedard is going to go to the point where he and Adam Fantilli are going to be like, what are some good Canadian comparables? Like, maybe... Rick Nash and Sidney Crosby or something of that ilk in today's era for Canada. So what I tend to think of what's going on in this world is that if we change directions going back to uh, the 2023 NHL draft, it's going to be a little bit more front loaded on the first round and that I can see a guy like Leo Carlson. He's my personal favorite because he is a very speedy, very gifted player. He absolutely reminds me of Jesper Bratt and his elusiveness, his creativity and maybe not as creative as Brad, but definitely has that full steam ahead puck rushing, really good skater. He can finish, and I would be happy for the team that gets him. Maybe not if he if he comes drafted and get comes against the Devils, I'll mark. I'll say to that fan base, you're very lucky to have him. Because the Devils have a lot of their own prospects that they harvested and grown. Pretty much uh, when you look at the rest of the schedule for this week, you have the Islanders versus Oilers. I expect the Oilers and the Islanders to come down to defense. And I usually lean more on the Islanders when it comes to defense. But when it comes to speed and endurance, I usually hand it over to uh, the the, Edmund, the Edmonton Oilers because of McDavid. Drysaddle hasn't been himself lately, but that could all change. And the way they have Nugent Hopkins and some other guys could definitely be the toad setter. And I wouldn't be surprised if Darnell Nurse started to catch up on his offense a little bit more. But the Islanders with Matthew Barzell, Anders Lee, however, defensively, they've had some problems with a few injuries. So I'm starting to lean towards the Oilers. The Avalanche... Versus the Canucks, I expect Colorado to come out strong and finish versus Vancouver, and I could see it be like a 3-2 game, 4-3 type situation. Then you have Pittsburgh versus Vegas. I expect Vegas to give Pittsburgh the run for their money, and that can help the Devils maintain not only their – footing in the playoffs however it could certainly help show who's a pretender versus contender and the Bruins are not an easy customer matter of fact they are a tough customer the Devils came close twice to tying and beating the Bruins And anytime you play a team that has a blend of heavy hockey, speed, grit, talent, it's a blend for success. And the Devils are starting to implement that. And Tom Fitzgerald, who grew up in Billerica, Mass., he understands what it means to be a Bruin. Let alone, you know, bringing that culture to New Jersey where if you really can play that style of hockey and when it comes for your contract and you want to be part of this team, you take a team friendly deal, not a cheap deal, not an expensive deal right in the middle, you know, something it's about the team and The system that is running. That kind of thing builds culture. A mindset that no one is above the other. You're around the same system. So with that being said, you have a really interesting situation on Saturday. Devils versus Rangers. I tend to think this is going to be a very heated matchup and the Devils will want to go back at it against the Rangers and tell them, hey, you got lucky in overtime last time. We're taking these these two points with us here in our house, here in the guard state, and send you back over without any points. So... Yeah, that may be the fan in me, but that's me trying to look into the head of the Devils players. So you want to be ready to play your best players. You definitely want to be ready to add in a guy like Pilat and you just got to be ready to answer the bell. And so for me, looking at the league standings, at this point, is interesting. And if you can get two out of four or maybe three of four, you allowed some separation. So if you get 54 and the Rangers get only 50 or 51, you have margin of error. That's okay. But you just got to keep hammering home. Now, if you look at who the top 16 teams are, it's Boston, Carolina, Vegas, Toronto, Dallas, New Jersey, the Los Angeles Kings, Tampa Bay Lightning, Winnipeg Jets, the New York Rangers, the Washington Capitals, the New York Islanders, Seattle Kraken, Minnesota Wild, Pittsburgh Penguins, and the Calgary Flames. So the top sixteen teams are peaking right now for the best in the West and the Beast in the East. So with that being said, the closer the games go on through January and into February. And by the time I get back from my vacation in the end of end of February, I know there're going to be a lot of trade rumors and speculations. And I'm going to definitely get into the speculation stuff because I did see some interesting stuff interesting stuff out there. One mentioned Guys like Andre Kuzmenko out there, and let me see what else we got. So, let's see. If there's anything interesting, I'll come along with it. Let me see. Ah, let's see. Jake DeBrus will miss months due to a fractured fibula. Oof. Per Frank Sarah Valley. Let's see. Well, let's get out there. Per Frank Sarah Valley, it's unlikely that the Sharks opt to sink more money into a new deal with Timo Meier. Timo Meyer has been <laughs> talked about a ton on New Jersey Devils fan base Twitter. And I can see the Swissification and the power forward game and the goal scoring. I definitely am a fan of Timo Meyer and seeing him playing in the IHF games too for Switzerland with Nico has shown that he takes his game seriously, and I understand that San Jose wants to keep him, but there comes a time where if you are not going to quote unquote opt to sink more money into a new deal with Timo Meyer. It looks like an, a potential trade could happen. And the Devils may do just that. Now, let me see what else is out there. Frank Saravalli wonders if the Predators could opt to make Ryan McDonough available for trade. I really don't see the doubles going out for a McDonough. You don't want to slow down that really good defense. It hurts a good thing. Plus, you got a hard joking ball, who played rather well tonight. And you don't want a guy like Kevin Ball to lose confidence because he gained confidence in tonight's game where the other game, he did miss on a bad pinch. And he didn't keep a attacking player from getting on to a secondary bounce for a goal. So these are what I call maturation games for young defensemen to learn the game better and learn from their mistakes. So with that being the idea, I just don't see the Devils making a move for another defenseman, unless it's like uh, Nikita Zadorov, where a team might want a younger guy and the Devils might want an older guy who's not like Ryan McDonough, but more mobile, more physical, brings an edge, and has playoff experience. So that's just me looking at the tea leaves a little bit. I mean, Vancouver's looking to make some moves and let's see the Penguins might look to move uh, Teddy Bluger for calf space ideas so he could be a salary double player however it's been an interesting talk with you guys so I'm on Acre.fm. I'm also on YouTube. I usually send the autograms to TikTok. You'll find me on there at Heads of Hockey. And I also write for Pucks and Pitchforks on Fansided. You know me as Jersey Joe. For those of you who want to support me, hit the like button on YouTube. Give me five stars on whatever podcast you're listening on, and go from there. And thank you for listening, everybody. Have a great day. Happy 2023.